Hello and welcome to the Business of Authority. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Rochelle Moulton. And today we're going to talk about the dark side of referrals. I knew you were going to say it that way. Yeah. Little Star, you're a Star Wars fan, are you? I am. Yeah, I'm just not. I don't know all the details like you do, but yeah, I've I've watched all all the old ones anyway, not all the new ones. The good ones. Yeah, classic. Cool. Okay, so the jumping off point here is um, I did an interview with David C. Baker where he talked about the five things that happen right after you commit to a new, more focused positioning or specialization. And one of the things that comes up there is is what happens when you get a referral, you know, some mutual friend refers a client to you or a potential client to you, but they don't fit your new positioning. And there's this almost like social pressure like, you know, Alice sent Bob to me and geez, I'm friends with Alice, but I don't really help clients like Bob anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's this pressure to 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 take them on. And of course you can deal with that. But you know, and we it was a wide ranging conversation. That was just one specific point around it. And so it, it got Rochelle and I talking about <laughs> referrals and you know, that referrals are great when they're great, but when they're not, they ain't. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I, I like the way uh, Mike Michalowicz is going to be on the show uh, in the next couple of episodes, and I, I've been reading his newest book in preparation for that. And he, I forget exactly the way he said it, but basically what he said was, you know, referrals suck as a way to get work, which is the opposite of what most of us are trained to think, because it's out of your control. It's, you know, clients uh, do it when they want to. And not necessarily when you need them, need them being the referrals. And they will send over people that are a complete mismatch. Even if you haven't changed your positioning, they just think, oh, you know, I know you can help Fred. I just know you can. Please help him. (laughs) And then, you know, Fred shows up on your virtual doorstep and, you know, what do you do? And Fred's not ready to be helped or Fred's not a good fit or whatever the case may be. Well, or there's pressure, and I had this uh, not too long ago, there's pressure where somebody you really respect sends you someone that you could help, right? But really what what they want is they want your brain and they want it free. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and you know, I my thing is I, I always help people if I can, but there's a limit to what you can do for any one, uh, one person or one client before you turn the meter on. Right. Yeah, because it, I mean, it it takes you away from, you know, furthering the mission, if you will, with, you know, the daily writing or the podcasting or all the other things. It's not like, um, you know, it's it's not like it has no cost, you know, I mean, I suppose it's obvious that it has no cost because it's not because it's your time and, you know, most precious resource. And these days, it's not like, you know, we're going down to whatever, down the street to hang out and have coffee and it ends up turning into a 90-minute conversation about everything from, you know, whatever, poly- you know, it's just not on topic. Yeah, I don't miss uh, those. <laughs> no, me neither. So, you know, so it's like, geez, couldn't you just, uh, you know, jump on a call with with Fred? And, you know, there's a, I think there's, there's two pieces to this. Like if you, when I think of referrals, um, like a good referral where, where the, the the incoming client so if you got alice and that's your friend and then bob is the person she recommends it's like when it is a good fit 
and Bob really is at the right point. So like Alice really does understand what you do and mm-hmm. and knows you and also understands Bob's needs and it's like it, and Alice plays matchmaker and it's a good fit, then that's great because the sale can go very quickly. Uh, there's loads of trust built up yeah. initially, even if Bob has never heard of you. Uh, you know, that that trust that is is going to get inherited through the friend of a friend. So it can be it can be good. Um, but there's so the flip side is it's especially if your positioning's a little soggy, you know, Alice could be sending someone to you that's not a good fit, like we already said, or mm-hmm. someone who's just looking for, you know, hey, my buddy Bob would love to talk to you, pick your brain for 15 minutes. And then it's a question of like, well, is yeah. there actually a, you know, <laughs> if, if I'm going to spend 15 minutes, I'd rather spend 15 minutes writing an email that 15,000 people are going to read, not one person. Well, plus and nobody it, ever asked for 15 minutes. Right. They'll say, oh, can I have a half hour or just an hour of your time? Like yeah. 15 minutes. To, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's even worse than you than you imagine. Right. Yeah. I did. I actually did one of these yesterday. I had a 30 minute call scheduled with the exact same. This exact same thing. Exact thing happened to me yesterday. And through through no fault of theirs, you know, it was me just like getting on a roll. I, I can't talk for less than 20, like 60 minutes. Like if I get on a Zoom call, <laughs> yeah. I'm going for 60. <laughs> well, it's kind of my point. You have 15 minutes wasn't going to happen. Yeah, right. So um, so the the back to uh, Michalowicz's point, the, the thing about referrals that scares me business-wise is uh, not not necessarily just that you're getting bad referrals or you're getting, you know, for whatever reason, they're a bad fit or the person's not ready or they want free advice. Uh, the thing that it, it's just a terrible thing to be dependent on for the reason that you said, you know, that's like you can't, I'm, I'm like a control freak. I don't want to depend on uh, maybe somebody send someone my way someday. You know, that's like, that's how most of the people I talk to that I would still, that would categorize themselves, I think, as freelancers or even solo consultants. That's how they get all their work. And they know that it's it's very scary and it's very few and far between it's it's fine if that's i think it's fine if you're getting good referrals now and then but if that's your only strategy i don't i've never met somebody whose only strategy you know that like didn't have a website or or just really didn't or or really bare bones website and they they just do referrals and oh. they have a system that generates them like if there, there's no system to referrals really i mean maybe there is but i've never well, met someone who yeah, I, I I have to interject because I've met people not without websites, but yeah, there's a whole um, subset of people, and usually they're people who come from big firms, whether mm-hmm. that's accounting firms or consulting firms, even engineering firms, and there is, it's almost I don't want to call it elitism, but it there is this thing that we don't have to sell because we get referrals, mm-hmm. and referrals are the lifeblood of our business. It's yeah. kind of that sort of a message. And, and so I've worked with people who have relied on referrals until they dry up. <laughs> and then because they don't have, well, I don't want to say they don't have a system. They do have a system, but it's heavily dependent on word of mouth. It's heavily dependent on meeting with people, uh, with centers of influence, uh, talking to clients and getting them to refer you, especially in the financial services business. That's a really common model. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot, surprisingly, there's a lot of people that rely on this idea of referrals, and just to make it even more institutionalized, there are whole organizations that go to any U.S. city, 
and you will find some kind of a group that does referrals, like the one that I belong to in Southern California. Um, it was all about referrals, and I, I we can talk about the time suck that that, that was. I, was I met a lot say, of interesting like, people, but oh my god goodness, yeah. what a time suck. Yeah. So yeah. And so there's this idea that if we just get enough referrals that we don't have to sell ourselves, that it will save us from having to do the terrible selling. Mm. And, you know, I'm just here to tell you that that kind of that kind of referral system can work, but in very particular, exceptional cases. Yeah. So to me, it's a recipe for um, for like a big fish consultancy. So if, if you're doing like six figure engagements and, you know, and higher, um, I, I can kind of, it would increase in importance in my mind where yeah. you somehow get these country club types, air quotes, country club types that are just sort of talking about you. Uh, they're, they're whatever they're talking about. They're business challenges and and they have and someone else there has a rolodex moment one of your friends has a rolodex moment or past clients and like oh i gotta put you in touch and if you get these if they're these big sort of longish engagements it, it would it would probably be more interesting to me to set up a system for referrals or be more systematic about asking for referrals or shaking the tree you know like like mm -hmm. saying the network tree and say like, Hey, you know, whatever, I've got an opening coming up or I've got a client, I'm offboarding a client. I'm going to have an opening. And when I was doing, um, pretty much hundred percent advisory work, I could only handle three clients in one at a time maximum. I preferred just two and they were almost always at least a year, you know, sometimes two mm -hmm. years. So I, yep. I didn't need, I didn't yeah. even need 10 leads a year. Like if I had, yeah. if I had 10 leads in a year and they were, I'm trying to think. No, they usually weren't referrals. They were all from people who... Uh, they heard you speak the, somewhere. Yeah, they heard me speak somewhere, right. And Yeah, and so that's the authority. It's kind of like the referral versus the authority marketing. Mm -hmm. So what do you... Do you categorize referrals? I mean, to me, it's like it's like a high-end... It's a, it's a subset of word of mouth, really, to me, where the person who's making the referral, the, the word of mouth person that's spreading the message actually knows you or knows works you. with you. Yes. Right? But, yeah. Versus the authority, they hear about you and they still talk about you, but they don't know you. It's not like right. you've had conversations. Right. So I wouldn't call yeah. that a referral when someone, you know, because this is happening, um, you know, maybe it's a COVID thing or, or who knows what, but I've been hearing more and more people, uh, you know, telling me, you know, email me or whatever reach out and they're like oh someone was talking about you in the story brand slack or you know there's like all these communities it's like so it feels like there's so many uh, more online communities if that's even possible where people that you don't even know are talking about your stuff like that is to me yes. that is way way better yes. than referrals um but I, That's I guess the authority it, piece, the yeah. authority marketing. And if you think about that model of somebody that's doing kind of six-figure engagements, that is where people in their industry are hearing about them if they're doing authority building, as we've been talking about for four years. <laughs> Wait, say that again, though. So maybe like elaborate on that a little bit. I might have... Well, so what I'm talking about are people that are billing... Um, six-figure engagements. And you, there's sort of like your old one where you have two clients for a year. So how many leads do you really need? 
right? Mm-hmm. You don't need a ton, but they're specific. It's not like just any Tom, Dick, and Harry can come in and plop down $100,000 plus to hire you. So you build authority in whatever way makes sense for you, whether you're writing books or you're blogging or you're speaking or you have a podcast or you're guesting, all of those things. And then people in your your circle, um, in your your uh, group of ideal clients and buyers, they're talking about you or they're talking about your ideas and they drop your name. I mean, the Slack channel is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got plenty of clients that get work from their name being mentioned in a Slack channel that they never even heard of. Right. Right. And and somebody will say, it's it's always it makes me laugh when somebody will say, oh, I got your name from Joe Schmo. I have no idea who Joe Schmo is. Not a clue. And I even looked them up and there's so many Joe Schmoes, I can't tell which one it was. But yeah, that's that's the um, the multiplier effect from authority, which is mm-hmm. not the same thing as referrals. No. It, yeah. It's fundamentally different. It's yeah. like um, it's much more predictable. And it's so the, the difference is a it's almost like the difference between a hunting model and a gardening model. The, the word of mouth authority marketing is uh, a gardening model mm-hmm. in my, the way I would talk about it. So, you know, you prepare the ground, you till the soil, you plant the seeds, you water them every day. It's like, and you can't expect tomatoes to pop out on day one. Um, when the tomatoes do finally start popping out, they start popping out like crazy and, uh, and and it becomes a virtuous cycle. It's much more predictable, but it takes longer to to plant the garden. Mm-hmm. Where the and then there's this sort of hunting model, which would be which isn't really referrals. It's more like outreach, and and or maybe maybe proactively asking for referrals. But still, it'd be more like you know cold emails, cold calls, connecting people on LinkedIn and saying, hey, you know, I'm a whatever. I do this. I noticed that you might need something like you know it's like really salesy salesy like that kind of that kind of yeah. that kind of outreach and then like referrals are kind of like the worst combination yeah. of those two things because it is gardening i mean referrals generally speaking are a long-term play but right. it, it's this so uncontrollable versus what you were just describing right right it's like it's like because here's what happens whenever i've uh, back when I was when I was still on the hamster wheel feast famine cycle, you'd get like you'd get all buried in client work, and you'd be heads down for three months, mm-hmm. and then you'd you'd look and you'd be like, oh great, it's big success, thanks, bye, <laughs> and then you you pu- you pick your head up and you're like, <laughs> where is everybody? <gasps> you know? No, oops. <laughs> yeah, and you email everybody you know, everybody who's ever reached out to you in the past that yeah. didn't. You know, and it's just like, hey, everybody just finished up a project. Does anybody need a whatever FileMaker developer or anybody know anybody that needs a FileMaker developer? And like, no. Okay. You know, so there's there's just not there just are no steps for you to take other than it's it feels like cold outreach. Uh, But it, it doesn't work, but it's gardening. It's I don't know. It's like this. It's like this doesn't know what it wants to be. You know, it's just. I think the other problem I always have with that is if you think about it from the standpoint of the recipient, it's a little bit like the uh, like in my old life, like you'd have a corporate head of something and they lose their job and and they call me. Oh, help. I need to this. I need to network. This is what I want to do. And you help them and then they get a job and you don't hear from them again until they lose the job, that job. Right. 
And it's the, kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, God, I only hear from, you know, from Sally when she's looking for something. And that's not necessarily how the person is is approaching it. They're doing it mm-hmm. like you said. Oh, my God, I have to do this. And, oh, now I need work. But for the for the outsider who's the recipient of that, me- recipient of that message, it is not a good feeling. And after no. a while, you don't you don't listen anymore. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the the best time to plant a tomato is like a tomato plant is like six months before you want the salad. <laughs> exactly. Right. So it's like all of a sudden you're running around being like, hey, does anybody have tomatoes or something? You know, it's like yeah. instead of just going out in the woods and coming back with a buffalo. So it's it's <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's the buffalo tomato salad. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Buffalo, yeah, yeah that's my favorite. Buffalo mozzarella. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie eats mozzarella like it's an apple. She just like grab the whole ball and start chewing on it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Getting, lunch is coming up. I'm getting hungry. Um, yeah, so it feels like it feels like the it feels like depending on referrals, other than in, in certain situations, you know, you're super, super expensive. And you have clients for a really long time. So you, you just don't really need that many. Well, um, and there's a commonality amongst them. You're not like trying to figure out what your niche is and how you're serving them. Right. You've really dialed into that expertise. Right. So you could, I could imagine it being um, the sole source of new business. But normally when I when I work with people, they're like, that is their sole source of business and it is anemic <laughs> at yeah. best yeah. that's why they're that's why they're calling me they're like i have i cannot stand this feeling of just hoping the phone rings you know it's very it's funny you could almost think of it as like it's almost arrogant it's i know it's not really people just they're not like most people aren't like oh i'm so good i i know the phone is just gonna ring <laughs> they're, they're usually more like it's i guess it, i guess naive would be closer to the, the, the it's like what but why not, you know, why not do something that will cause the phone to ring? And referrals probably isn't the thing you're going to do. Yeah, I like I like naive better than arrogant, although I've met a few on, on mm-hmm. both sides of the spectrum. But I think that I've had people come to me and say, and, and they had firms of people, they weren't even just soloists. And they said, you know, we're so good at what we do. We're the best. And people should want to work with us. And we get, we've gotten this work from referrals and now we're not getting it. And so the answer that they get is really, it depends on who they talk to, right? If they talk to a web developer, the, the web person is going to say, well, the problem is you don't have a good website. And somebody else is going to say, well, the problem is, you know, your messaging sucks. Well, the yeah. problem is you haven't positioned yourself to be different and you're operating in this particular case you're operating on an old model and depending on referrals is going to get worse it's yeah. not going to get better that's a good point yeah there if you that certainly happened to me because like i had a de facto position because of of one one book in particular that i wrote it was positioned me as a horizontal expert at something extremely specific that was enjoying much popularity, mm. i.e. mobile. So I accidentally, accidentally, just based on like my interests, you know, like I was just following my passion and like, ooh, I want to, I want to find out everything about how websites work on an iPhone. And I was just totally tinkering 
wrote a book about it. And just out of lucky timing, other people were like, we need, we need someone who knows about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it felt like, I was like, oh, you know, uh, the, the scary part of this is like, I had plenty of inbound. I wouldn't call it, it wasn't referrals, but it's to your point about having soggy positioning. Um, if you if you manage to have a feast cycle, it could be through through no no fault of your own. It could be through nothing yeah. that you did really. Yeah. It's just yeah. accidental. Um, a lot of times when people first go solo, it's a story, and people tell the story, and so that you get hired because your network is telling your underdog story. And for me, it was like I wrote a, a luckily perfectly timed book, and and you just you just have this feeling like oh. This is just how it works. You just you open up your email in the morning, and there are three people who want to work with you. you know? <laughs> well, there's also a, a, a cyclical nature to some work, and there's a cyclical nature to the economy. I mean, thinking of bankruptcy people, whether they're bankruptcy lawyers or bankruptcy experts, you know, they were super busy in 2008 and 2009, mm-hmm. and then probably about 2018. 2019, they were probably not very busy. And then after the pandemic, they got busy again. But they know that, you know, it's an inherent part of the cycle of their work. For the rest of us, where we don't have that cycle, it's really tempting to think when something's really low, or well, actually, when something's really high, that it's because we're doing everything right. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. And sometimes that's not it. No, the tide's just high. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's hard to know the difference sometimes. Right. And so as it, oh, well, let's, I, I feel like we're going to get into a positioning thing, but just maybe to wrap on the positioning, it certainly does. If you have a very, very laser focused, clear, crispy positioning statement, your messaging is really good. It's focused. Everything is on point. It does make it a lot easier to refer people to you because yeah. people who don't know everything about you understand at least who your target market is who you want to help and what you help them with and as long as those characteristics are outwardly observable so like you you don't need to be in a deep conversation to know that uh i don't know your friend the dentist is uh whatever he's had to fire people because business is down you know things that are obvious from the outside then it it makes it really easy to to get better it makes it easier for people to refer the right kinds of clients to you but it also maybe more importantly it's great for that authority marketing that word of mouth stuff because strangers can be like oh i you know when they encounter someone who's in your target market who's having the expensive problem that you assist with they can be like oh i know you should talk to they have that rolodex moment and it's and they just like point someone it's not a referral but it's that word of mouth that that I would rather have and is more predictable and is more like tomatoes coming out of the garden. Well, and there's such a difference. I mean, I, I, I experienced this recently and it was there's such a difference in somebody who comes to you because of, of the authority that you've built. They come to you basically pre-sold. Mm-hmm. And if they've read your stuff, they, and I say, when I say your stuff, I mean basic stuff on your website. They know your point of view. They know who you're going to want to talk to. It's easy, right? You can worry about, you know, the gentle art of persuasion instead of selling. It's all about asking the right questions for fit. Mm-hmm. When a referral comes, it felt really different. 
even though it was someone who would absolutely um, fit the mark in many respects, um, it did not in another. And so it, 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 was, it required a lot of effort on my part to deal with that. And I was really struck by, because I, I found in a moment I was like annoyed. And I'm like, why am I annoyed? Not with them, but with the situation. I'm sitting there going, why am I annoyed? And then I went, oh, because the other stuff is so easy. It just flows in. And right. this one was much more challenging. Yeah. And I was like, ah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It, and it can be like night and day, depending on, you know, the referral and how easy your leads are coming from your authority marketing. That's a really good point because even though Bob trusts you a little bit because he trusts Alice who referred Bob, it's like, but you still had to, you know, they're just not familiar. You know, they don't, yeah. they, and they need to be either convinced or you have to, I, I could imagine in a scenario like that where you're just like kind of rolling your eyes, doing dramatic readings of your blog post. It's like, oh, God, I got to, <laughs> I got to actually spoon feed this to you it's like no why don't you come back in six months after you know binge listen to this and go read over here yeah. you don't need to pay me anything and then if you still need me in in six months then we can talk but it's like it's like onboarding someone into your whole worldview is like jeez yeah and it feels like selling that's the yeah. other thing is it doesn't yeah, like feel natural yourself. if yeah exactly it feels like pitching and i don't like to pitch Mm -hmm. And I don't want to pitch. I want them to like get this worldview, get this ethos and go, yeah, I want to be part of this. How do I do this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just a really interesting experience to go through. Mm. It's I, I get the same feeling when I imagine um, what there's, there's a, I'm trying to think of what the scenario would be that I would have this thought, but the idea of the idea of like advertising hourly billing is nuts or something like that, like like a, a Google ad or a Facebook ad or something. The idea of doing that is just so comical or even having even having the book on Amazon and imagining someone browsing around and, you know, somebody clicks on, I don't know, your book. And then in the bottom, it's like people also looked at this and yeah. I'm like, I don't want those people, like people that are casually browsing around and and not hearing of me, this is just me personally. If I want people to hear of me from someone, I don't want them to hear of me from an algorithm or from a Google search for, I don't know, get more leads or something. I don't want <laughs> those people aren't ready. You know what I mean? I, I, I just don't yeah. feel like I feel like it would just be a real pitchy phone call. And I, I want people to hear of me from other people, like in a word of mouth way that is way more organic. It feels like it feels like something like an ad or or um, requesting referrals from past clients, you know, like systematically saying, oh, you know, I'd love if you could introduce me to somebody like you at another company. And uh, it feels really rushed. It's like you're rushing it. You don't, it's like you'd only do those things if you're desperate or in a, I mean, there are other reasons, you know, and it depends on what kind of business you have. But for our kinds of businesses, that feels really desperate to me. And like, uh, like you're trying to rush the sale or hurry through something or close, I need to close a deal before the end of Q2 or something. Yeah. Well, kind of what you were saying beneath the surface is I want them to read my stuff. I want them to understand, not like everything, but I want them to understand the key points and buy in. And then if they do, 
oh, let's talk about this and this and this and this. But until they do, it's just like we're blowing hot air. (laughs) And and that's why it feels like pitching, because you're trying to convince them that that the planks of your belief system are right for them. Ooh, the planks of your belief system. I love that. Yeah, it's true. And you don't want to condense it down to like try to condense it down to a 15-minute phone call. Like it needs to percolate. I don't know. You're right. That's exactly it. It's it's almost like I don't do this, but it's almost like I, I on like my private coaching application. I almost want to. Ha- it would make sense for me to have a question on. It's like, okay, how much of my stuff have you read? Because if if the answer is basically none, <laughs> then I don't really. You're just not. There's all this stuff that you can learn for free that I can't do better in person. Like I can't do yeah. better on the phone. It's like especially not one to one. I mean, that's really inefficient for both parties. Right. So I think. It's nice when someone thinks of you and they and they uh, and they do want to send a referral, but I guess to wrap up, it it's not something certainly not something I'd recommend relying on as your sole source of leads. I think it's really really bad for that, and it's not always a good referral. It's often not a good referral mm-hmm. because either they're looking to pick your brain as a favor or they're not ready or it's really not the greatest fit could just be a personality fit uh could be that their business isn't at the right place yet and it's a little bit i don't know it just feels uh, i'm just a control freak i guess it's just i want to have more control and more predictability in what's going on in my business like the source of new customers and clients i want it to be much more predictable than referrals alone could produce so I just had to unmute because my dog was like making vomit sounds while you were talking. <laughs> I didn't want Most you to think do. that that was a, a commentary <laughs> on your thoughts. Yeah, that's, I get that uh, a lot. Yeah, but I, Jackson, <laughs> I, I did want to add to that though because there's another thing that happens with all of this. <laughs> You know, I am what my dog thinks of me, right? And right, right. now, it's it's uh, it's not it's not good. Um, the other thought I wa- I wanted to make here is that when <laughs> when we're relying on referrals, we can get a false sense that we're doing really well because we're busy. Because, mm-hmm. oh, I'm having coffee with these people, or I'm having a virtual beer with this person, and you're talking to a million different kinds of people, and can give you the illusion that you're working on your business, and it isn't. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's just my concern with what I think of as casual referrals. It's it's this sort of danger. It's the dark side of referrals. We convince yeah. ourselves we're we're working really hard and we're trying really hard when we could spend our time so much differently and get better results. Yeah, that's working hard, not smart. And it's not. And it's probably not. I've seen certainly. I don't know percentage wise how many, how effective it might be. But man, I've heard plenty of stories. I've heard a lot more stories of what you just described than stories like, oh, yeah, I went to a networking thing and I got three clients out of it. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just do refer. It's like I'm booked solid, you know, for six months out and I just I don't advertise. I don't do any marketing. It's just all word of mouth. I, sorry, it's all referrals. Like it you just I just don't encounter people that that are like that. It doesn't seem to happen. So, yeah, so yeah. you're right. There's, like I said, there's a few, it, and I've worked with some clients that rely on them. And mm-hmm. they have a system, and they're very high-end, and they're in a tight niche, and everybody knows who they are. 
Yeah. That's a very different situation than most everybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. So cool. So I, I thought uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought this subject up because it's like uh, I think it it is a sort of truism. Maybe we're myth busting, you know, referrals are the referrals are the gold standard uh, because it's just yeah, it's like it's just not predictable. Yeah. And it's, you know, I was in a in a networking group one time that was mostly deal makers. And I didn't understand that when I first joined. And then I realized as I met people, they were really focused on the deal. So it was very short term transactional kind of referrals. And what was good about that is that they didn't waste a lot of time. You know, I mean, we, we got to know each other. Yes, but we didn't, you know, we didn't have unlimited, you know, coffee clutches. It was, <laughs> hey, Rochelle, do you know somebody who can do this? Yes or no? Um, but the flip side for me was that it was very transactional and I'm not a deal person. And so, you know, I, I didn't stay a member for all that long. But it's, I think it's really important to think about, um, you know, how referrals work. Um, they can work, but it's very rare situations. Do you want to make it a centerpiece of your your sales and marketing structure perfect yeah it's ex- i feel the exact same way cool all right folks i think that's it for this week i'm jonathan stark and i'm rochelle moulton and we hope you join us again next time for the business of authority bye bye